So for a long time, and this is a long time, this is what this word got us to this church and this word is going to continue on, I believe, in, in my life and in the life of this church. But when God called us here, he said, help. It was very simple. Very simple. Help. Well, what does that look like, Lord? Help. All right, Lord, what do you want me to do? Help. And I'm serious, that's just what it was. And that's what it's been for almost six years now, is just help, 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 help. And as time has gone by, and as we, we've moved into this new season as Lighthouse, the help is drawing, is moving out. It's moving out. It's not just here. It's not just helping Lighthouse, but it's helping those outside of Lighthouse. And it's still just ringing in me. You know, I'm, I pray for direction and I pray for what, you know, I want to lead this church the right way. I want to lead this church led by the Holy Spirit and it just keeps coming help. Because there's lots of people who need help. And I, I, I do believe, and I would like every one of us to pray about this, I do believe the road, the recovery road is part of that. Having a recovery program here. I do I absolutely believe that's a part of it. I believe what Cindy and Matt are doing in the nursing home are a part, is a part of it. And if anybody wants to be a part of that, talk to them. Hook up with them. Hook up with a vision. If you've got no vision for yourself, hook up with a vision. And watch what God does. Right? If we're kind of wavering back and forth, Lord, I just don't know what to do right now. I just got, I got nothing. Hook up. Yes. I just wanted to say, you'd be surprised how awesome it is. <laughs> Amen. If, yes, and if you didn't catch that on sound, Cindy was saying it's, a, it's just awesome walking out God's vision. It truly is because it's of God. Right? If we truly believe he's the God that loves us as much as he does, why would his vision for our life, his plan for our life, his purpose for our life not be good, not satisfy, not fill us? Not to say there won't be problems, not to say that it won't be hard, but even in that, God is still God. His love for us still endures. His wisdom, his knowledge, his power, his authority is still available in those hard times, but where is it in our heart? Right? In the victorious times, in the hard times, I don't care what you're going through, it's the love of God, it's, it's the gospel, it's Jesus Christ, it's the Holy Spirit. We can get through it. And that's why I'm going I'm praying that as we go through these different aspects of the gospel, it builds us up. Maybe it reveals something we didn't know before, because I'm certainly learning new things. I'm certainly having things open up to me in this. But we're being prepared. I had a word this morning when I was going over this stuff. And it's... 
we're in a time of preparation. A time. We're in a time of preparation. And like my instructor said in Karis, preparation time is never wasted time. There is a time of preparation happening here because we're to be prepared for something. Right? We're to be prepared for something. A time of building up. I think that building up is building us up here within this church, building relationships within this church, preparing together as the body so that when that change happens, when those doors are opened, we're in unity. And we can handle what starts coming through those doors. We can handle the things we experience outside these doors. Right? Man, you cast a demon out of somebody out on the street, it's going to cause something. Are we ready for that? Are we ready to see somebody struggling mentally, emotionally, praying for them and watching that change? Are we ready to see physical issues healed, changed? Are we ready for that? I would encourage each and every one of us to be praying about that, to be preparing your hearts for that. And if you don't feel ready, let's get you there, right? But it's not always about what we feel. I don't feel ready for what I'm doing right now, but God still has me doing it, right? It's not always about how I feel. It's what the Lord's telling us to do, corporately, individually, following that leading. Well, Lord, I just don't know what to say. Well, you don't have to say anything. Just let me say it through you. Lord, this is very new to me. I don't know what I'm doing in this area. I don't care. I do. If God is leading us into it, he's able to get us through it. And I don't think it's always just by the skin of our teeth. There's a call on each and every one of our lives. There's a call on this church and I want to see it fulfilled. I want to see it fulfilled because in that fulfillment is just going to be some of the most amazing things we've ever seen in our entire life. I don't doubt that for a second. I don't. But I would ask you to be praying. All right, Lord, what's my role? How do I fit into this? What do you want from me? Because we know from the gospel, each and every one of us has been changed. We are not the same. The lie is that, yeah, that didn't work. You're still the same old, same old, maybe in your flesh, but not in your spirit. And that's where it matters. Because spiritual things can overtake the flesh. Spiritual things, spiritual things of God can change the mind, can change the flesh, can bring things into alignment so we're being led by the Spirit instead of by what I feel are my wants, what I feel are my needs, right? 
being led, being led in all things, in all areas of our lives. Because I keep saying it, you're gonna serve something. You're gonna serve someone. You're gonna serve something. Let it be God. Let it be the things of the gospel. Let it be those things that have true impact on our life, beneficial impact on our life. And praise God, he's just so, so, so faithful. I could have never imagined myself in this spot. And that's not even that long ago. Like, I just wanted to clean some toilets and be helpful. That's really where my level of faith was. I can't see myself doing that. I can't see myself doing that. I can't see myself doing that, 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 or that. There wasn't many things I could see myself doing, but I was trained very well in the military to clean. And I can clean when I really want to. And I was like, Lord, I could clean those toilets. I could clean that bathroom. And I was prompted to talk, to have a conversation with somebody, and that somebody was like, well, go here. Go to Lighthouse. I was like, I don't want to go to Lighthouse. I want to clean toilets. <laughs> toilets I know. Toilets I'm comfortable with. I can clean a toilet. I don't do it a whole lot now because that's what kids are for. But, but the Lord sent me somewhere I didn't want to go to do something I didn't necessarily want to do. But in the process, he changed my heart. In this process that this church is going through right now. And it is a process, right? We lost a leader. That hurts, right? It's a process. But in this process, let God change your heart. Don't harden your hearts, right? Let God change things. Let God reveal these things to us so we can be led, so he can move us, so he can guide us. Yeah, that's what, I was like, how did I get there? A word. Time for preparation. Prepare. And I believe a few weeks back at prayer on Wednesdays, there was just a word of urgency. There was an urgency in the spirit, an urgency. And I believe it's tying into this, be prepared. I don't think it's just this church, right? But in my spirit, it's be prepared because it's coming. It's exciting. If it feels overwhelming, thank God, because then we have to trust in him. Right, I look ahead and I, 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 I can't do any of that in my strength. It has to be his strength. It has to be led by him. It has to be ordained by him because then I, it's just me and I know me. Without God, I'm, I'm, I'm a puddle. But thank God I'm not without God. Not without him. None of us here are without him. Nobody out there has to be without him. That's the hope of the gospel. 
It changes lives. It changes things. It changes you. It changed me. So, be prepared. Be prepared. All right. We're going to spend just a little bit of time in Colossians, and we'll see how far we get. Um, Last week, we kind of just got into the nature of Jesus, right? Who he is, what his heart is for us. But if it's his heart for us, it's also God's heart for us. That's That's the great thing about it, right? If we've seen him, we've seen the Father. Colossians 1. I want to read just a couple verses that, or just one verse that I read last week that had an amazing impact on me. So just real quick, just to recap, in verse 15, Colossians 1.15, it says, He is the image of the invisible God. Talking about Jesus. He's the image, the exact If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we don't have to wonder who is God. We don't have to go through that. We don't have to sit there and, oh, he's mysterious and all this and all that. Who are you, Lord? I've been there. Who are you, Lord? Look to Jesus and you'll see who he is. Right? He is the image of the invisible God. And then down, where is it? Verse 22, Colossians 1, it says, he has now reconciled us in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. When you received Jesus Christ, when you died with him, spiritually, when you were raised again with him spiritually, you're not looked at the same way. You're not looked at the same way. Nobody's looked at the same way because of Jesus Christ. No one. There's hope for each and every one of us because of Jesus Christ. in order to represent you holy, blameless, and above reproach. I think that's a very hard one for people to accept. Well, you don't know what I've done. I know what I've done. I don't necessarily know what you've done, but I know what I've done. Yet, I am holy and blameless and above reproach before him. Thank God. Let that sink in. That's the God we serve. What your past was, even what you're dealing with now, is not how God is seeing you. We are in the era of grace. Thank God we live in this grace. Does that give us right to sin? No. Well, I'll go do this. I'll ask for forgiveness and everything will be fine. Eh, that's a sketchy road. Real sketchy road. I wouldn't go down that road. I would say, Lord, help me overcome this. 
I don't want to walk in this anymore. I don't want to, I look back at how my life was, I don't want any of that anymore. Because walking with Christ, having the Holy Spirit leading and guiding me is just so much better. There's, there's no comparison to a life without God and a life with God. No comparison. And if you truly think about it, build yourself up on it. Lord, thank you that I'm no longer living that life. Thank you that you brought me out of depression. Thank you that you love me so much that I can now love because there wasn't much in my life that I loved. And even that love was just not God's kind of love. Can we love like God? No. But I don't have to love like God. I just got to let God love me. And then his heart changes me. His love changes me. Not my love, his love. I'm sorry, as long as I'm a pastor and as long as I can speak, I'm going to speak on the love of God. I'm going to try and work it into everything I preach on. Because it's that important. Geez, pastor, do you have anything else? Do you know anything else? Is there any other revelation in your life? Well, not really. I don't care. I don't care. Because the love of God reveals all other things. Like you can be searching for the depths of God, but if you're not loving, if you're not letting God love you, if that love isn't working in you, what, what does it matter? The depths of God don't matter then because you're not walking this out the way we were intended to walk this out. The depths of God are revealed through his love. His love, not my love, right? We're not making this about us. Through his love, the depths of God are revealed. So let him, let him. Stop trying to do this on your own. Stop trying to do this in your own power. Let him. Let him. Because, because of who he is, because of what we did, you are holy and blameless and above reproach. Imagine sharing that with somebody who just doesn't know who God is or who has quite a different idea of who God is. Right? Imagine sharing that verse with somebody. He doesn't see me as somebody who doesn't like people. He never did. He saw me as his son and he saw what I could be. He saw what I could do. He saw what was capable in me with him. That's what he saw. He didn't see me as a failure. That's why the gospel is just so powerful. So, 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 so powerful. And that's why it needs to be in our hearts. I don't care if you know every aspect of it. I don't know, care if you know it verse by verse. By all means, work towards that stuff. But let God use what we're learning here to affect those outside of this building.
the gospel of truth, the hope of glory, Jesus Christ. This is worth sharing. This is what we were commanded to do. Go ye therefore, preach the gospel. Right? And that's my heart. I don't know everything yet. I don't know how we accomplish it all yet, but I'm getting bits and pieces. I'm getting bits and pieces, and I do believe the recovery route is one of those. Because why not? Who doesn't God want to pour his love out on? I don't care what group of people it is. God desires them. God wants to pour his love out on them. He wants them to understand how much he loves them. He's not asking for anything in return. But if you get that revelation of how much he loves you, if you have the Holy Spirit saying, take this step, receive him. If you speak with your mouth, confess and believe in your heart that Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that he died and rose again. It's all available. How many times have we learned that it's all available? Not bits and pieces. Not, well, you get this, but you don't get this. You can have a little bit of authority here, some power here. I've never read that. I've never read it. He has given us all. And it's always the challenge. Do I want all? Do I want to pursue all? It's not condemnation. There's a difference. Right? There's a difference between conviction and condemnation. It's all right to God to show us something and we go, oof. I'm lacking there. Gosh, he works on me all the time. The old me would have been condemned by it. Oh, yep, just proves it. Just proves it. I'm going to go back to my dark hole. Yep, I'm a failure. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. When all along he's just saying, well, let me help you. Let me help. He's not asking us to do this on our own. Hence the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the living God, what more do you want? What more do you need? There's nothing more than you need. Salvation and the Spirit of the living God is residing inside of you. And watch out, Watch out. God can work. God will move. But if I sit there and say, ugh, I missed it. Ugh. Don't be condemned over this. Rise to the challenge. There is nothing wrong with being challenged. Challenges bring us out of our comfortable places 
The challenge will pick you up and make you move. I can't stay here any longer because the Lord's calling me to go over there, but I got to get up and I got to go. But that's the thing. Do we believe that God is with us in those moments, leading us, helping us, giving us a gentle nudge at times? Right? The Marine Corps, you know, you're marching 20 miles with a... The heaviest pack I carried was 120 pounds and I carried it for four days. And you wanted to quit. You wanted to fail. It didn't matter anymore. I just need this off of me because it, it feels like it's breaking me and it probably was. But I just need to get done with this. I can't do this on my own. And then what do you know? You'd feel a hand on your back. Somebody would come up behind you and just start helping. It's amazing just what somebody putting the pack, one hand on your pack, pushing just a little bit, the pressure it took off, right? And then you knew you had somebody with you helping you. I don't have to do this on my own. I got somebody helping you. Somebody coming up, hey, let me carry your rifle. I'll help you, I'll carry your rifle. Let me carry your rifle. Hey, let me take your pack. It happened. Hey, I'll, I'll carry your pack. We'll carry your pack. Then you got two guys carrying a pack by the straps and it was awesome. It's funny now. I, I came out of the Marine Corps very jaded, very upset, very angry. But looking back on it now, there's so many like amazing relationships within that that I missed just because I was angry, just because a lot of things. But looking back on it, man, there were some friendships there that could never be replicated. Like you just, you wallowed in the mud with these guys, right? And I believe that can be this too. And I, I struggle because I want to represent it the right way. I want, but man, when you go through some junk with each other, you develop a relationship with these people. When you can't take another step and there's somebody coming up alongside of you and helping you, that's awesome. And that's what this can look like. I believe that's what this should look like. Why should I have better relationships outside in the world than I do here? In the body. Yes, there was plenty of things these people did to irritate me. Yes, did we fight? Absolutely. Did it even come to blows sometimes? Sure. But nine times out of 10, it was worked out. And we could move on. We dealt with differences. It's funny, we dealt with differences a lot better than, than I've experienced here. Now I'm not using any, just like in my walk with God. 
Why shouldn't we be the example of relationship? Why shouldn't people look to us and desire what we have? Right? Not condemnation, the challenge. The challenge. Because I believe it's possible. I believe that us coming together in unity as one body, maybe there's differences, there will be differences, but we work through things. We have a common goal of sharing the gospel, bringing people to Christ, while in the process growing in maturity, discipling people. Why can't we have that? Why can't each and every one of us say, you know what, I'm struggling. This person will help me. This person will help me. This person will lift me up. Right? We can and we should have those kind of relationships. You know, like I said, I came out of that situation very messed up. But looking back on it, man, there's some powerful things that I can learn from it. It wasn't easy. Our walk with God isn't easy. Because there's an enemy that's trying to deceive. There's an enemy that's telling you right now, no, you can't have those kind of relationships. You don't deserve those kind of relationships. I know who you are. I know what you did. But do we have it inside of us to say no? Because of Jesus, I am holy, I am blameless, and I am above reproach. So get out. Whatever lie, whatever's talking to you, get out right now in Jesus' name. Because this is who I am. This is who I am. All power, all authority has been given to me. Who are you? Right? Who are you to tell me that I'm not a child of God? Who are you? Why do we so politely take attacks from the enemy? I don't know, is it a Midwest thing? Maybe out east they're much more abusive towards the enemy. My buddies from out east were angry dudes. You always knew somebody who was from out east. There was just an edge to them, man. And they were ready to go at any... <laughs> and I was Midwest nice. <laughs> I truly was. I truly was. I didn't want to fight. You know, I didn't even want to wrestle. I'm like, I don't want to wrestle with you. Why do I want to wrestle with you? That's, I'm nice. It's just who I am. But I don't know where I went was going with that. But no, why, why do we just so politely accept what the devil's trying to do to us, what the enemy's trying to do to us? If somebody was breaking in your home, what tone would you take? With what energy, what kind of energy would you expel to make sure they didn't do anything to your kids, to your family, right? 
There's something that rises up in, front, in us, right, to protect. It probably won't be polite. Oh, hey, take what you want. Go ahead, take what you want. I'll just sit here in the corner, and when you're done, you just, you don't even have to shut the door behind it. You just take what you need and go. Well, why? Right? There's no need to be polite with this enemy. Because this enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But our God, our God, the God, came to give life and life abundantly. So why won't I, why do I, we, just give it away so freely without a fight? I don't know where this is coming from, but why do we just give it away? Why not stand up, stand on what we know, stand on what we believe, stand on who Jesus Christ is. Say, you know what? The Holy Spirit resides in me. How about you? I have the power of the living God at my disposal. How about you? I have the name of Jesus. How about you? I don't have to be polite to my enemy. How about we just share the truth? Ha, that's not who I am anymore. Praise God. I am a new creation. I have been washed. I have been cleansed. Yep, I can't deny that that's who I was. But that's no longer who I am anymore. You have no hold on me. No hold. Speak up if you got to speak up. Raise the voice if you got to raise the voice. One of the better, I heard a testimony one time and I don't remember the woman's name. I don't even, I think she was fighting cancer. And she's like, if you, if my walls could talk. Cause she was like, I would just pace my house and just give cancer the business. Right? Use your authority. Sometimes authority, sometimes my authority in the Marine Corps was raising my voice a little bit to get somebody's attention. Sometimes my authority as a coach right now is to raise my voice just a little bit to get some 11-year-old's attention. It's a hard thing to keep. But why do we just treat what we have as nothing? Why, why, why does the power of the enemies feel greater than the power that's inside of us? Shouldn't. And like I said, this is, this is me. This is me. He is greater. My God is greater. My God has given me all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. My God knows me. My God loves me. 
my God knows where I need to go. My God knows what's available for me. My God has given me power. My God has given me authority over the enemy. But do I believe it? Right? Because I know there's times where something comes up and it's just like, eh. Right? Somebody comes and they're coughing and hacking and Spirit says, pray for them. And I say, it's just a cough. Just being honest. Why isn't my God and my power and my authority greater than that cough? Somebody is just mentally struggling with something that's happened in their life. Why can't the Holy Spirit give me a word for them? Right? The enemy is not greater than our God. The enemy is not greater than what resides in you. Declare it. Speak it. No, in Jesus' name. That's not who I am. You don't get place here. I don't give you place in my life. I don't give you place in my mind. I'm shutting that door. Get out. No more. No more in Jesus' name. And then that thought comes back again and you say, no more in Jesus' name. And you keep walking it out and that thought comes back again and you say, no, I have the mind of Christ. The Holy Spirit that lives inside of me searches the depths of God. Holy Spirit, what do I need? Do we ask the Holy Spirit? Or do we try to conjure these things up on our own? What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? What can I take? What can I take? What podcast can I listen to? Blah, blah, blah. blah. What, what can I do? And we paralyze ourselves with what can we do instead of just going to the one who knows Maybe he'll say, go here. Maybe he'll say, right, lead you to help, or maybe he'll just give it to you. Either way, you're getting the help, but you went to the source for the help. We are not the source for help. I am not the source for help. Jesus Christ is the source for help. The Holy Spirit is the source for help. Now what he leads you to do, you do. In me, in myself, sorry, there's not much there, but thank God it's not just me. It's not just you. It's you and the Holy Spirit. It's you with the Holy Spirit in you, in you. Believe it. Grab hold of it. Because guess what? There's going to be people who come in this door 
that are going to challenge. There's going to be people out there that you meet that are going to challenge. Do we just crumble? Preparation. Preparation. Am I going to mentally assent to what they're saying and just back off? Or am I going to spiritually receive what I'm supposed to say? Right? And it's not about fighting. It's not about, it's about speaking the truth. Right? Lord, give me the words to say. We can ask for that. Lord, this person needs help. How do I help them? We can ask for that. We should ask for that. There's, there's an intensity in the spirit. I don't know what it's about. I don't have full revelation of it, but I believe it's just get ready. Get ready. Not in your own strength. Not in your own strength. I'm going to read one verse. So in Colossians 1, verse 29, we'll get to the rest of this next week. So it says, I'm reading out of the ESV, but it says, Colossians 1, verse 29, for this I toil struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. His energy that he works. Right? Paul toiled, to put it mildly. Right? Paul was beaten in and out of prison. Spent most of his adult life in prison. Right? Like, you look into some of the things that they used to do to Paul. <laughs> I bet you that man was just disfigured. They used to, I forget what it's called, but they did it to Paul. They hang you upside down and they beat your legs with rods until they break. He was whipped three times with the cat of nine tails. 39 lashes, 40 lashes was guaranteed death. I bet you this man was disfigured. I bet you this man felt pain like we hadn't, we've never felt pain. But he said, for this I toil, struggling with all of his energy that he powerfully works in me. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Because the gospel was worth far more than what anybody can do or what anybody did to his body. It was worth far more. Spiritual redemption was worth far more than the pain of that moment and of that time. Am I praying I go through that kind of thing? No. No. But. The gospel is worth more than that. Bringing salvation to the lost is worth more than that. More than comfort. 
because how, how happy was Paul? Read Philippians, for I rejoice, I rejoice, I rejoice, I rejoice, right? So, I just pray that this is sinking in. Each and every one of us is capable. Each and every one of us is called. Each and every one of us can do what God is asking us to do. Not in our strength, his. Not with our love, but his. And as we walk this out with him, he will direct, he will guide, he is faithful. And change will happen in us, in those we're ministering to, and those who come through to be ministered to here, out there, I don't care where it is. The gospel is powerful. It's so, so powerful that it can take something so wretched and so stained as sin and turn it into holy and blameless and above reproach. That's powerful. That's powerful. Don't let the enemy steal what God is working in you. Don't let the enemy tell you lies. Fight the lies with truth. Fight lies with truth. His word is truth. His word is truth. Fight lies with truth. That is not who I am. Raise your voice if you have to. I don't care. Raise your voice against the one who's trying to kill and steal and destroy. We don't need to coddle that. We don't need to cuddle up with that. Well, in Jesus' name. That's the enemy. Let's pray. Father, I just, I thank you for the work that you are doing and you truly are doing a work. And I thank you for the people who are here who, are you, who you are preparing for that work. I pray for boldness. I pray for confidence as we continue to walk this out together, as we continue to grow together. And I thank you for just continued revelation for this body. Continued growth for this body. Continue changing our minds towards you towards who you are, what you've done, what you've given, and what you still want to give. I thank you that in you and in you alone is hope. And I thank you that we can share that hope. And I just pray as we go out through this week, Father, for safety and just your continued Holy Spirit, just 
Thank you for speaking. Thank you for leading. Thank you for guiding. Thank you for comforting. And I just give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name, amen.